Hey, quick update for my most loyal listeners. I've just created a subscription podcast feed called Pew Pew Premium that you can subscribe to and get exclusive original content. And I'm not telling exactly everybody about it just yet. If you're interested, check it out at pewpewpremium.com. Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 43 Vindicate me, O God, and defend my cause against an ungodly people. From those who are deceitful and unjust, deliver me. For you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you cast me off? Why must I walk about mournfully because of the oppression of the enemy? Oh, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. And I will praise you with the harp, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him and help my my help in my God. First Samuel chapter two verses twenty seven through thirty six. A man of God came to Eli and said to him, Thus the Lord has said, I revealed myself to the family of your ancestor in Egypt when they were slaves, to the house of Pharaoh. I chose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to go up to my altar, to offer incense, to wear an ephod before me, and I gave to the family of your ancestor all my offerings by fire from the people of Israel. Why then look with greedy eye at my sacrifices and my offerings that I commanded, and honor your sons more than me by fattening yourselves on the choicest parts of every offering of my people Israel? Therefore the Lord of God of Israel declares, I promised that your family and the family of your ancestors should go in and out before me forever. But now the Lord declares, Far be it from me. For those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me I shall treat them with contempt. See, a time is coming when I will cut off your strength and the strength of your ancestors' family, so that no one in your family will live to an old age. Then in distress you will look with greedy eye on all the prosperity that I shall that shall be bestowed upon Israel, and no one in your family shall ever live to old age. The only one of you whom I shall not cut off from my altar shall be spared to weep out his eyes and grieve his heart. All the members of your household shall die by the sword. The fate of your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, shall be the sign to you. Both of them shall die on the same day. I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. I will build him a sure house, and he shall go in and out before my anointed one forever. Everyone who is left in your family shall come to implore him for a piece of silver or a loaf of bread, and shall say, Please put me in one of the priest's places, that I may eat a morsel of bread. Romans chapter 2 Verses 17 through 29. 
But if you call yourself a Jew and rely on the law and boast of your relation to God and know his will and determine what is best because you are instructed in the law, and if you are sure that you are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, a corrector of the foolish, a teacher of children, having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth, you then that teach others will not will you not teach yourself? While you preach against stealing, do you steal? You that forbid adultery, do you commit adultery? You that abhor idols, do you rob temples? You that boast in the law, do you dishonor God by breaking the law? For as it is written, the name of God is blasphemed among Gentiles because of you. Circumcision in, indeed is of value if you obey the law, but if you break the law, your circumcision has become, uh, become uncircumcision. So if those of you who are circumcised keep the requirements of the law, Will not their uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? Then those who are physically uncircumcised but keep the law will condemn you that you have that condemn you that have written the code and circumcision but break the law. For a person is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is true circumcision something external and physical. Rather, a person is a Jew who is one inwardly, and real circumcision is a matter of the heart. It is spiritual and not literal. Such a person receives praise not from others, but from God. Good morning and welcome to the 22nd uh, Thursday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Ionsville, Maryland. This morning's readings come from Psalm 43, 1 Samuel 2, and the book of Romans. And I was trying to look up like what's going on in the Samuel reading, um, because it sounds as though Eli's basically getting, you know, kind of uh, torn down by God. Eli is the mentor to uh, Samuel. Samuel is the last judge of Israel before they um, have kings. And I thought Eli was generally a decent dude, but clearly he's pissed off God. Um, but uh, the reading from Romans, however, um, continues on this theme for the week of you know the inward and outward, the you know deeds and um, you know beliefs, for lack of a better word. Um, and uh, Paul in Romans, he's making kind of the closest thing to uh, you know a, a, an attempt at a coherent and, and complete theology. And so he's taken all these things that he's said to other churches and compiling it into one long defense for the capital city, the Christians in the capital city. And um, in it, uh, so he talks about circumcision um, and what, and he uses it um, metaphorically um, or he, uh, he uses an analogy or he uses it as an analogy um, and it's an analogy I'm not really too keen on. I infamously have some issue with uh, the, the lengths that Paul goes to to kind of overcorrect what's, what is what he thinks the Jews have done um, and why he's preaching to the Gentiles um, with a recogn- like he's making an argument against uh, large swaths of Judaism as he preaches to Gentiles. So he's like kind of talking to the Jews, 
but not really because um, he's kind of uh, basically said goodbye to them. Um, and so he's using these terms that we've kind of lost contact with, even in his own world. Like the Gentiles don't really um, know a whole lot about Judaism. Um, there, there is um, a record of like Gentiles like hanging out outside the synagogues um, on the Sabbath. They were fascinated by it, and the Romans in particular. Um, they, their sense of piety. Um, recognized or or was fascinated by things that were that were old and had existed for a long time and the jewish religion had been around for a couple thousand years and that was a big deal to them so a lot of romans were like this is this is fascinating um but circumcision and um food restrictions kept them from converting or it was a disincentive for them to convert sometimes um and so in this section, Paul is speaking to an almost entirely Gentile audience in Rome. Um, and circumcision, if you remember, is the sign of the covenant. Abraham is um, uh, told to do it to his children. And then, you know, with Moses, um, right before they cross the Sea of Reeds, they do it as, you know, the symbolic act. Um, they do it again when Joshua is about to cross the River Jordan into the Promised Land. Um, so it's a you know it's a big deal, but if you think about it, circumcision is not seen by other people. It's not for other people. You're wearing pants, right? So no one's going to see it but you, and maybe your your mom and dad or something uh, when you were a baby on the eighth day when you were circumcised. Um, and so he he does have a point that circumcision is you know it is a matter of the heart, but it's also very you know. I was going to say fleshy, but I, I don't know, that's fine. It just seems kind of ironic or kind of gross, but um, it is. It's something that it resides in the flesh. Um, and yes, it does have importance for the heart, but I, I don't think, uh, or I should say because of my experience in the military and my theological training, um, I have a, a kind of, I'm, I'm really suspicious when we want to make something one thing as opposed to uh, a more nuanced thing of many different ideas, right? So what I mean by that is um, the military taught me that practical faith, for lack of a better word, you know, I'm like James, like there is an importance to these bodily ritualistic kind of things that we do. And without the inner aspect, they're they're bankrupt. But also, you can't just have this inner aspect as the, and and not have some kind of representation in your actual work or your your bodily functioning, right? Um, and to be circumcised is one of those things that I think represents. Look, this is a faith of doing and not just believing. Being is both doing. Um, and believing. Human being, to be a human being, uh, you know, you're not just lying in a bed all day 24-7 until you die and hoping that, you know, your heart gets you to heaven. That's just not how our faith works. And circumcision, I think, is is a sign of that, or was, served as a sign, because it's, it's inescapably physical. It resides in the 
you know, the, the corporeal world that you can see and, and feel and taste and touch. Um, and so to, to downplay it so much like Paul is, well, on the one hand, he's trying to persuade Gentiles that this is a faith that is open to them. Um, but on the other hand, I think he's, he's a bit biased against the, the traditions that birthed him, even as he doesn't, you know, he doesn't get rid of them. He just says, look, they're not necessary to enter the faith. Um, and, um, I also, I, you know, I don't believe that a Jew is, is one who is inwardly, who is a Jew inwardly. I think any more than a Christian is a Christian who is one inwardly in the real quote unquote circumcision is a matter of the heart. The real circumcision is a matter of fucking foreskin and like that. And that you can't get away from that. And it's like this, I don't know. I, I, I really don't like the kind of rhetorical plays making of saying, well, the real one is the one inside that, you know, um, I just, I don't know that that's true. I think that's a, a stretch. The real circumcision is both. Or no, I mean, you can have a real circumcision, but have, feel nothing inwardly. You can, you can be, you can go to church and do the rituals and not feel any faith. Um, but I think you're still on some level a Christian. You know, it's not that you, you know, it's like the, the rhetorical move of like the real America is, I don't know, the heartland or something. And it's like, no, actually we're all Americans. Um, the real circumcision, circumcision is not just inside. The real circumcision is both. It is both and, not either or. Um, and had it not been for my military experience and bringing that to my theological training, um, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd feel as strongly about that. Um, the military teaches you to do first and then, you know, stop the bleeding, uh, you know, then react or, or, you know, it's, it's about, being prepared, preparing your body and your actions for doing the good, whether that's saving your life or lives of others. Um, and so the military is kind of heavy-handed. It doesn't really form you internally like, I, well, I won't get, get into the argument, but um, I think the military is, is, in this metaphor, kind of like Judaism. It's, it's heavy on the ritual, the 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 realness, quote unquote, in the physical world that we can, you know, touch and taste and feel and, and act. Um, but there's also something that has to happen inwardly. Um, and without each of those, um, then you're missing something. You can't just be, you can't be an armchair ranger with no, without a, ever enlisting or commissioning and think that you're, you know, a soldier or something. Um, you have to have some level of, of, of both. Um, and clearly I'm pretty amped on this, not only because we've been talking about it for several days, but you know, this morning I'm sure this is kind of going long for a reflection. Um, but that's my take. I don't think I'd feel that way had it not been for um, finding the baby in the bathwater of my military service and recognizing that the th some of the things that it taught me are good. Um, and cannot be discarded so easily. Um, and so I think that's why when Paul takes these really stark rhetorical stances, um, I want to push back um, and and think a little bit more deeply about what's going on, um, sometimes with Paul, but also with 
the implications of what's being said. So anyway, I appreciate you listening to me ramble. Hopefully that's helped you under, helped you think through what it means uh, to be a Christian um, in a world that um, sometimes um, encourages us to, to appear rather than to be. But to be is to both look like something, but also inwardly um, be motivated in such a way that we act like that something. A prayer for the right use of God's gifts from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, whose loving hand has given us all that we possess, grant us grace that we may honor you with our substance, and, remembering the account which we must one day give, may be faithful stewards of your bounty through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PewPewHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, Always family. Semper Familia.